0: To the Creative Habits podcast, my name is Wyatt Christman. I'll be your host. We're looking at creative habits. Is it the aha moment, or is it the habit? This week uh, on the Creative Habits podcast, we've got Madeline Holler, writer, journalist, and mother living in Los Angeles. Um.
1: So my name is Madeline Holler, and I'm a uh. uh so a a million years ago I was a journalist for a sort of a community newspaper in the Midwest. Um, and that's kind of what I, my background in education was at the time. Um, and then, um, flash forward to now for about, um, six or seven years, I've kind of been writing in the, um, uh, sort of whatever you want to call it, like the parenting space. Um, you know, Uh, in 2006, this website called babble.com launched and I wrote an essay for them. And then a few months later, maybe it was a year later. I'm not sure. Um, I joined one of the blogs that they had. Um, and that's kind of a big, um, area to write in. Um, and I mean, there are just so many websites now, um, that, uh, that are in kind of that parenting and child rearing space. Um, Babel was sort of original at the time because rather than giving out a lot of advice and um, and um, stern warnings and stuff like that, it was a kind of a freer space to really talk about, like, to be sort of vulnerable as a parent and talk about the struggles and stuff like that. So um, that, you know, and of course, the sites evolved and everything. And um, so I wrote... I've, I feel like I've written on every parenting topic ever in... Um, in kind of a blogging kind of way. Um, and now I'm a regular contributor to another parenting website called mom.me. Um, and then I, my kind of favorite thing to do though is write, um, personal essays. And I've written a lot. I sort of, you know, the essays being personal, I borrow a lot from my own life, um, experiences. And, um, so that's some of those, I've had some essays in salon and, um, in other places, in this summer, I had a piece in the New York Times about um, my daughter's experience with engineering camp and some of the kind of um, issues that are going on in engineering where there just aren't any females.
0: That was a really fun piece, the, the whole Lego thing and not – there weren't any boys really, or, or girls really in the club. It was all pretty much boys, right? Right. And so you had that, those moments when you're like, okay, well, she really wants to do this, but, you know, so, or you, you were pushing her a little bit to do it, or, or what was the, yeah. it, it was a funny, um, yeah, I'd have to go back to see that, but I remember smiling a lot. On
1: Yeah. Oh, you didn't memorize it? I'm, I'm offended. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she
1: just, you know, she wanted, I wanted her to do a camp, because that's kind of one of the challenges um, for parents who work at home uh, in the summer finding some place to put the kids. Um, and, um, so I was having her pick out some camps that she wanted to do and she wanted to try the the engineering camp. Um, and then I was like, Oh yeah, let's do that. That's, that's great. Um, but, um, but then she sort of was thinking about it and she thought she asked me if, um, that would be one of those things where she'd be the only girl. And, um, I mean, knowing the world as I do, I was like, yeah, it's quite possible you'll be the only girl. And, um, and so then she was kind of like, she didn't want to do it, but then I was reading more about engineering and the lack of women and, and everything. And I was like, you know, she's really, if she, if she's interested in this, you know, I really need to kind of push her to do it. And so I sort of bribed her and convinced her to give it a shot And, um, and she wasn't the only girl, but she was one of just a, of, uh, three girls. And, um, and I sort of wrote in the piece about how I, I, um, talked to the counselors and told them, please don't offer her pink Legos and, (laughs) and, and please don't, you know, let the, you know, there's this kind of dynamic a lot with, um. This is a sweeping generalization, but like sometimes with men and women working together, the male and female or girls and boys um, where the the boy might take over and say, no, this is how it's done and that sort of thing. And I told him he's got to keep an eye out for that and he's got to shut it down if he sees that happening. Um, so, but it ended up being a good experience and um, and um, one of those wonderful things in life where it gave me something to write about.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was good. So what have you been working on recently?
1: So, um, recently I'm still doing my, you know, kind of my day gig thing, um, writing little parenting blogs and, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm working on a couple of, uh, essays to one about my, um, my struggles with, um, Twitter and, um, uh, and then I also I have a um, a good friend and a writing partner who lives in D.C. I'm here in California, and she and I have written a screenplay, and oh, nice. so we're in yeah we're in the process of um, doing with that whatever you're supposed to do with a finished screenplay, which is still somewhat of a mystery to us. But we're getting in some um, pitching and stuff like that, so that's a completely new experience um for me both in writing um and also in the sort of selling of the product so
0: yeah and this is a collaborative effort so uh, do yeah. you um h- how does that work when when you're collaborating together and you have the ideas is it, it you know is it um have you done that before and is it a kind of a fun process then or or do you sometimes butt heads or is it more like you bounce off of each other or how does that
1: Yes. It's, um, it's totally fun. It's totally fun. You know, um, like I work at home and I work alone. I don't work in an office and like, I never, you know, I never go to lunch with people and stuff like that, you know, and writing is, can just be so like, so lonely, you know, you're just so alone. You're all you have. So this has been really fun. Um, project to do. Um, although it's been challenging cause we're on opposite coasts, but, um, thank goodness for Google docs and, um, she and I really, um, you know, the kind of, um, story that we wrote about was an experience that she and I both shared. So that made it, we had a kind of a shorthand way of talking about what we wanted to include. And, and so that was probably, um, that probably made it easier for us, but, um, but we just loaded up a, a Google doc and, um, you know, talked on the phone to get the kind of contours of the story and then just passed it back and forth basically. Okay. You write the next five scenes. Okay. You write the next five scenes. And then both of us took turns editing it and, um, and, and then, um, last winter I flew out um, and we spent three days in each other's faces with our computers open kind of going through and, and, um, and, you know, revising it and talking about things more in depth or whatever, but it's been a really wonderful um, experience. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it, and it's in a totally different way of writing, but fun
0: <laughs> yeah what what now what inspired the screenplay initially and what what inspired you to collaborate initially?
1: Um well, it's after um college, she and I both the where we met was in Japan. We had um both been um, participants in the participants in this big program where um college graduates go over there uh, uh, college graduates from English speaking countries sort of that are native English speakers go over there and teach in the schools in Japanese schools. And, um, so, you know, and, and you can imagine, you know, fish out of water and, um, cultural clash and that sort of stuff makes for very funny stories. And, um, and I think I had, um, been at her house for a visit like three years ago. Um, And she had just, I don't know, I think she'd cleaned out a closet or something and found these old photo albums. And so we were looking at the pictures and laughing. And then it just kind of um, struck me um, when I was back at home, I was like, you know, that stuff, those are really funny stories and that's a really funny situation. And, you know, um, uh, and, and then, just kind of emailed her and said, we should really write a screenplay about this. And, you nice. know, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Was that part of the JET program then?
1: Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. I was did over you there.
0: I, no, no, I wasn't part of the JET program. Um, I did. Uh, uh, I was over there for like two and a half, three years. and uh, But I, I was teaching English, also conversational English, but it, it was in a private oh, yeah? school. It wasn't um, part of was it Nova? public Was Nova? No, no. It was just uh a friend of mine from college had actually uh called me up and and he was already over there and and that's actually how I taught at another school um that's actually how I met my wife over there she's actually from new, new jersey but being over there definitely i get the the stories that you're talking about because yeah, okay. <laughs> you know there, there's there's yeah so i can imagine some of the scenes that you probably are able to Dig, dig from, and and then you end up kind of elaborating from those scenes and and making it go in different directions. I imagine
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Where were you in Japan?
0: Um, Numata, which is uh, basically a, a, an hours north of uh, Tokyo by bullet train. Okay, uh, it's uh, yeah, I it got some great skiing in the mountains. It's a, a little bit of a valley. It gets um, into the mountainous part, and I was actually able to see the Japanese Alps as well. Cologne, yeah, yeah I've
1: yeah, I was. That's where we were in the Japanese Alps. Oh, but, you were! Um, that
0: is just beautiful. Yeah,
1: we were in Toyama. I don't know. If that's you know, you know. Remember where the Olympics were in Nagano? Yeah. It's sort of right the the prefecture right next door to that, just nice. west of Toyama. So beautiful
0: yeah. hike! Did you get out hiking? Because that's I did a bunch of hiking. It was just incredible.
1: Yeah, you know, we were kind of doing a lot of drinking back then. I'm sure I <laughs> hiked, but, you know, we, you know, immerse yourself in the culture, do a lot of drinking and, um, yeah. and that sort of thing. But, yeah, no, I'm sure I hiked once or twice. And, yeah, it was beautiful there.
0: <laughs> I, I missed the onsens. That, I, exactly. Know, I have to say there are many a time when I would sit in an onsen in the hot spring and, and be able to overlook the whole valley um, below me and, and some of the outlying like in the in the mountain areas, and there were just these onsens out in the middle of nowhere, and they were just peaceful.
1: Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And and just speaking of onsens, I mean, right there, um, that's you know, there's so many rules. That's like a hilarious scene. Right?
0: <laughs> I'm sure I I had I had one where I walked out with the uh, you know the bathroom slippers. You know, your your classic. You know, you're walking around going, oh no, you know, I'm wearing the bathroom slippers. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Sure they
0: had something like that, right?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're doing your uh, screenplay writing, or when you're you're thinking about your posts for, um, you know, the different places, salon, and let's say New York Times, what what, what kind of uh, creative habits do you have to kind of structure around or to keep you going uh, when you're when you're writing an article and when you're you know keeping focused on a particular uh, theme or idea?
1: Um, so I think, um, you know, I, I read a lot about other writers process and, um, and it seems like every writer talks about it being a struggle or maybe that's the information I zero in on, but it's always a struggle. Um, but how I do it, I find, um, deadlines are helpful, um, and even self-imposed deadlines, um, I think get me further um, than if I just sort of um, kind of free form. So anyway, um, because I, I think focusing is hard. There's so many other things you know I could be doing with my day. Um, uh, so just sort of staying focused and and um on a topic or something to write about. Um, and because you mean like sort of. What I do in a practical sense, right yeah yeah,
0: like what 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 keep makes um, makes it all happen is it is it uh, get, getting up uh, at uh, you know five o'clock in the morning or eight oh. o'clock or whatever God. and or or is it or do you rely upon the the aha moment and you you suddenly feel inspired and you grab a pen and paper and you go for it do you do you find that you mix those does one do you rely upon one more than the other or you know what kind of little habits, like you said, you you read a lot and impose kind of deadlines, uh- right?
1: Um, and the aha moments, I um, I, you know, I have three kids and 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 you know different obligations and other deadlines and stuff like that. So I find the aha moment it gets a little note written down on a piece of paper, or I write myself a note on the computer. And then the aha moment sits there. So I've had like a million aha moments and they all surround me on my desk and on my laptop and everything. And then um, I wish I could do the um, get up at five and write thing, but I just can't. I think in my heart, I'm a I'm a night person, even though I don't stay up at night and write either. I, I, I use the now we've got everything kind of worked out where I'm almost sort of an eight to five or a nine to five or um with my work time and um so what i'll do is um you know i might have more ideas at night or or whatever i can write them down and what i try to do is before i go to bed every night or before i quit for the day i write down what i'm going to do um the next day um and it can be like okay you know, write up whatever post and pitch whatever piece and, and then what, and then spend, you know, X number of hours, you know, writing out that essay, um, or it can even be, um, you know, fix the onsen scene or add two jokes to whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll, I can make it very specific and I find, um, not having to do that, um, that heavy lifting like first thing in the morning or first thing when i sit down already makes me feel like i i'm progressed a little bit down the way and um and i find it easier to get into work it's sort of like i'm not reinventing the wheel every day um at the computer it's kind of like not facing an empty sheet of paper um so that's i've found that help i'm i'm a real list maker even though i'm i have so many unfinished lists i find just writing down a note um, kind of commits me to, to to certain acts, and and I'll um, I'll follow uh, through on it.
0: Um, nice, yeah, yeah. That and that makes sense. The heavy lifting part, because if you have that, that instead of sitting down and saying, "Well, what am I going to do next?" It's right there for you, so you can just jump right into it.
1: Exactly. And I'll even have then sometimes when I feel like I'm not staying focused, um, wow. I'll even have a little whiteboard and I write out. Um, you know, I uh, like for example here. You know, from from ten to eleven, I um, you know I'll write it right here. From ten oh, to nice. 11 going to work on this. From eleven to twelve, I'll work on this, and from you know one to three thirty, I'll work on that. And that way, I feel like I because um, sometimes when I'm working on a project, I'll be thinking about the other thing I should be working on. So if I somehow prove to myself I can fit it all in by doing a little list and a schedule. Um, somehow that frees me up from thinking about the other stuff and I can just focus um, on what I'm doing.
0: Right. So you you de- your mind detaches from worrying about that other part because you say, okay, I'm going to start that at three, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah.
1: Theoretically, yeah. Uh, nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and you find yourself kind of um, – do you ever sit down and, and you have the list and you have the part you're supposed to do, but you're like, oh, no, well, I – suddenly freeze or do you find that pro- all that process pretty much works and you, you get in the zone. Is there something extra that you might do like music that you put on or is there something extra that you kind of gets you in the zone?
1: Yeah. So I cannot work with music on. I, I don't have that split brain thing. I can barely work in, um, in like coffee shops. I, I wish I do. Cause like I like people and I like being around people Um, and, but I have a hard time, like, um, blocking out really interesting or sometimes really banal conversations that are going around on around me. Um, so I don't have anything like that. I find, um, you know, I've read some advice where you shouldn't, uh, you should wait and check email like at the end of the day, but I can't not check email at the beginning of the day. So I just allow myself that. I allow myself, you know, Facebook is just like the total productivity killer, but whatever, I embrace <laughs> it and I I let myself do that and then um and then I try to shut that stuff off and and get to it. Um and then just I don't know, I don't know if it's the clock ticking down or my life, you know, vanishing before my eyes or what it is, but I just say, okay, you've got to just focus and, and do this. But right. it's hard. It's, it's yeah. a, um, I definitely battle with focus and, um, my brain and stuff like that. It's so easy to like need to go get another cup of coffee or a snack, you, but know? Do you
0: Yeah, well, of course, right? <laughs> Uh, do you ever get uh sudden insights though from those distraction moments you know like you get your facebook you're distracted by it but you might get an inspiration from that or you go and get your coffee and while you're getting your coffee you suddenly go oh something clicks so those distractions almost help you sometimes or oh
1: that I mean that's yeah that's that's completely true um, too um or uh sometimes like if I'm writing um an essay um let's say and i'm just kind of stuck and i don't know how to do it just going and reading a couple of other essays either online or in the in the um books that i have um and maybe not even an essay maybe just reading a few pages from a book or something can can be really um helpful i don't know what it does because it's not like you're necessarily borrowing their ideas but something about it um I don't know. Maybe just reading you see, oh it's actually not that hard to write a few <laughs> sentences. So then I go back to it. But um yeah, just reading can be helpful.
0: Yeah. Do you or have <laughs> Right. Do do you have some um authors in particular that you uh, regularly get inspiration from?
1: Oh, um Oh, that's oh, that's such a great question. Oh, that's like the dream question. I hear other people get asked that and um I'm always like, I want to share who I like. And now I'm I'm blanking, of course. So there was this, um, there's this, so I love, um, uh, you know, really like big kind of personal essays. Um, and there's this writer, um, who I've read lately and she's just so good. Her name's Eula Biss. And I think she's in Chicago somewhere. and, And she has a book called, um, Notes from, oh, I can't remember what it's called, um, No Man's Land, something about No Man's Land. Um, and anyway, um, she's just so good. I, I found out about her after reading, she wrote this essay about sort of the history of immunizations and um, and sort of the, how immunizations have always been controversial since they were first kind of discovered and it was just so good and um so i googled her and then found that she had a book and um anyway so i'm really uh i she's you know anyway she's sort of inspiring even though i don't really write about the same to- she writes with a lot about race and um and that sort of thing i just I, I and i don't necessarily write about those topics but um but i liked how she um put herself in there and um so i think i learn a lot from her see a way of doing that when i read her essays that i find kind of inspiring or motivational or something
0: right right and so right uh, notes from uh, no man's land might be that's there. it yeah. yeah okay okay yeah i'll have to check that out um so your your material. Uh, wh- wh- where do you where do you think most of your ideas and material comes from mainly? Like how do you, um, yeah, where, where does it come from mainly when you're um, trying to you know get an idea? Do you or do you just you mentioned note taking before? So I didn't uh, I didn't know if that's a, a major part of it or.
1: Right. Um, So I I think most of my the things that I've written about um, sort of successfully have come from my own my own experiences in my own life. You know, I I don't um, my writing partner and I were um, talking about this um, where like we both like really tend to be in these, um, you know, like whatever situation we're in. Like to really kind of think about it and almost it's almost like every um, situation I'm in, I'm not only in the situation as Madeline Holler, but I'm also outside the situation watching Madeline Holler be in that situation. And um, we sort of concluded that that's possibly not normal. Um, but that might be a real writerly thing. I don't know. Um, but, I, I think uh, it.
0: I, I think it might be. Yeah. You. You, you mean you're. You're uh, right. You're in the life, but you're also the the a reader or narrator uh, outside of it, thinking. You know. That's. You know. She said da, da 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 da, and then.
1: Exactly, and and this is it's like I'm in this experience. Like I remember when I was um, when I um, had my first baby. And, you know, I'm in there and I'm in labor and everything, or as the labor started, even I was like making mental notes. I was like, okay, make a mental note about how this feels about, you know, like just everything and, and, um, like very detailed. Like I was kind of coming up with my analogies, even, you know, like sort of between contractions or during contractions while having them, you know? And I don't know that everybody does that, um, <laughs> but it's sort of like uh, anyway. So that's um, that's so the stuff that I write about when I'm, especially when I'm writing about myself. Um, you know, it's coming from like my own experiences and and uh, and you know, there's always these controversies controversies in um like creative nonfiction and personal essay about well, how can you um how can you present that as dialogue when, you know, you didn't record it and, 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 you know, how do you know that's um, really what happened? And, and I'm always on the side of, um, yeah, no, I, I kind of trust the writer knew that that was the conversation and actually remembered that conversation, no matter how inconsequential, inconsequential the conversation might've been. Um, Cause that's how it is for me. I, I forget, I forget like in, imp- important things in my life but then certain conversations I can just remember word for word and um and like when I talk to my sister about stuff growing up she's like I don't know what you're talking about I don't remember that and I'm like oh my god I totally remember that so um anyway yeah
0: (laughs) so so your inspirations come from or the material comes from mainly from your life and, and how you are experiencing it, but also seeing it kind of from a, a distant or an, an outside perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I, which makes sense because you, you, uh, all the, all the parenting, uh, articles that, that you've done. Um, now do you ever get to, cause parenting, wow. You know, I mean, that's a wide open topic and you've got, you know, the vulnerable part of you that kind of puts it out there. But at the same time, each parent does something different do you i i imagine i can't help but think that people might at, uh, attack like uh, you, you probably get both angles you get people like rah rah you know i can't believe this is great that you put this out here and then you probably get the other part that says oh my god i can't believe you you know wrote this this is ridiculous so i mean uh, it, do you um How do you um, make peace with both those camps or how how do you, you know, because if you go too far one way and with a rah-rah, then you're like, oh, yes, this is how it is. If you go too far the other way, then you start to get depressed and you're like, oh, geez, you know. (laughs) So how do you how do you make peace with that? Yeah,
1: totally. Well, I think it helps, uh, you know, just sort of, you know, writing about it in a forum where it can be commented on. Um, that, you know, you, your skin ends up, you know, getting thick from that. Um, but, um, and it used to, like, the first couple of um, uh, essays that I may have written about it, uh, about parenting, um, and, you know, the various blog posts that I inserted my own opinion or life circumstances or whatever in, like, sometimes, I you know, when you get those nasty comments and like salon is especially known for its nasty commenters. And, um, that can be really, uh, that can get in your head and be really, um, like destructive or like what happens, like as if I need more voices in my head, um, telling me I'm a failure and a bad person and all that. Like then you add these commenters voices in your head. So, um, but, uh, and I think that's what a lot of people end up experiencing. Um, and, but then the more I did it and I think the older I got and the sort, especially when it came to, um, to, cause it's really crappy to call someone like a terrible mom, you know, like, or a terrible parent. We're all just trying our best, you know? Right. Um, and I have this thing where I refuse in the stuff that I'm writing about, especially if it's like critical of, um, Of how uh, you know one of my kids might have behaved, or, um, or you know the feelings that I had, you know, some of those frustrated parenting feelings. Like I hate it when people write about that and say, I mean, keep in mind, I love my kids. I always think that's 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 already a giving a given, you know what I mean? And I I hate when I read an essay and then that that's in there, but. But I love my kids or my kids are the most important thing to me. I'm like just take it out like let's not even <laughs> say that we we do not have to defend ourselves as parents that way you know um but anyway, um then over time I got sort of i um I just sort of toughened up with that and i it helped um to um not read the comments that the, the an, one piece that I wrote for um. Salon was about how, um, I forced my, um, from uh, of the birth of my third kid, I forced my, well, as the headline said, um, I forced my older two kids to watch that birth, um, which sounds very like awful and everything. Um, but you know, it was a funny little essay and everything. And I sort of explained where I was coming from with that and, um, uh, and that one, I I think I read a couple of the comments, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read the comments on this anymore because that's going to get in my head. I know that it's going to screw up any future writing, so I'm just going to, you know, and, and I know people, because it, it was a home birth, and I know people have strong feelings about that. And anyway, so I was like, I'm just not going to read those comments. And I think maybe like a year later, I went back and read those comments. Um But anymore. Um, like, even with the, the New York Times piece, um, which was fairly, you know, banal. I mean, obviously, I loved my child and, um, and, uh, sort of was trying for the best. But even some of the comments on there, you know, people always find a way to, like, criticize how you did stuff. But, like, I read that and I was just like, yeah, you just, obviously, the commenter just doesn't, doesn't get it, doesn't have that same experience. Or what I've sort of figured out over time is everybody everybody wants to be heard, you know, and even readers. I mean, back before I was writing stuff that got published, I wanted to be heard too. So it's possible I left some pretty, um, you know, crazy comments on some things. Um, And everybody just wants to be heard. And so when they're on there writing their nasty comments about, like, how I'm raising my kids or what a terrible person I am, they just want to be heard, you know, and they don't have a forum and I'm lucky enough to, um, to be able to have a forum to be heard and good luck to them finding a way to be heard. Cause I totally get that desire to want to have a way of expressing what it is that you think. So,
0: right, yeah. Right. And so with, with those articles, you didn't get a, a chance to, there was no back and forth engagement like, uh, in in the comments uh, you sometimes will will see it uh.
1: yeah sometimes i will like with the the new york times thing and the salon pieces i never did um but the new york times thing i did because the editor encouraged it and the, and so i've been doing this online writing for like really a long time and and it's gone through its phases and um and I feel like early on we were discouraged from it, um, from responding to commenters, or certainly just you know your reaction is to want to just like totally um, tell them to 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 like shut up or whatever. But um, uh, so it's not my habit to comment on the commenters because I feel like I had a chance to say what I wanted to say. But like some editors are now encouraging that, so. Um, you know, I, I, will try to do that. Um, sometimes though, I noticed with just the blogging that if you come back too soon as the, um, the author of the piece, it kind of shuts down the whole discussion. Hmm. Um, and, and I don't necessarily want to do that because sometimes commenters want to comment on what other commenters said. And sometimes there actually is like a good discussion going on. And then if I weigh in too soon, kind of shuts it all down and, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know why, but it, it seemed, that seemed to happen, so. Right,
0: uh, so you, it's, it's, you don't want to shut it down too soon, you, you want them to have their own, uh, chance to, to speak and have the, go and, you know, back and forth between them, right. yeah, yeah, nice.
1: Now with Facebook, people, um, you know, people have a, a, a many more opportunities to sort of be heard and, and that sort of thing but i found it with facebook too if you write something and then a little discussion gets going if i weigh in too soon that just shuts off the um maybe it's something about me though maybe i'm like shutting it down with what i say i should i should think about <laughs> <laughs> no
0: nah, i i think i think i think you're right i mean it depends cuz sometimes what um some authors will do is just do the the nice oh great thanks for the comment you know in some little phrase and not really get to the meat of anything so they stay a safe distance uh yeah yeah. for your own life uh if you think back on what what you've done what what have kind of been your calls to the wild or what's been your main hero's journey that's that's gotten you uh to writing the way you have and creating the way you do
1: Um, oh my gosh, that's so, um, I feel like I still need to set out on my hero's journey. Um, (laughs) so I, um, ended up going to graduate school in, um, linguistics and getting away from journalism and writing, you know, and in the middle of that, I had the whole Japan thing. And, um, and then I worked in marketing and, um, and all of that. And, um, but I'd always wanted to, I was still always wanting to write. And, um, and then, um, you know, I had my first child and, um, took time off of work for various reasons. And, um, and then tried to, um, tried to, you know, like when you're just sort of faced with it, you're like, what is it that I really want to do? It always came back to wanting to write. But then it was like, well, what do I want to write? And that seems so weird. It should be like you should have this burning thing that you want to say and th- then be like, oh, and the best way to express that would be as a writer. But um, but it's like I wanted to be the writer first or something. I don't know. I don't know if this is anywhere near what the question that you're asking. But um so just through, um, the, uh, you know, so I tried different things, um, just writing for myself and, and that sort of thing. And, um, then got into a, a writing group and, um, wrote kind of my first big sort of 20 page, like essay and literary and all that kind of thing. And, um, and um and i sort of knew then that that's how i wanted to do it. Now the parenting thing i kind of stumbled on um through luck and timing and everything and that's been just a really um a really great topic for me to write about because i think in the end the um the stuff that i want to say is about um You know, when I, when I write about, um, uh, parenting, I'm always drawn to writing about the aspects of it that are, um, that are, um, that are me just doing it the way that I want to do it. You know, I'm just making my own way here and, um, and that, you know, I'm not out to give advice or anything, but that people, uh, should you know if they're gonna take something away from it, they should know they can just do stuff the way they want to do it. You know, they don't, there's no prescribed way. I always think there's like this, um, the secret script that everyone else knows that I don't know, <laughs> and um, and so I think I'm writing through that. I think I'm writing. To prove to myself at least that um, that there really isn't a secret script or a secret recipe or whatever for life, and um, and um, that's where the uh, the um, sort of angles of the various topics come from. Because even when I'm not writing about parenting, I'm writing about um, just uh, about. Um, about a situation that is just happening that's not normal, but is kind of inevitable. I don't know. So is that anywhere near what you're yeah, asking? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it,
0: it, it, it is. So you're you've come at it from um, early in life. You had the need to write, and that's why you went into journalism. And you were drawn to other things, and but in, in the back of your mind, it always burned there until finally later in life you you've come back to it and the it seems like from what you've said the reason you try to write is to reveal that there is no secret script
1: <laughs> kind of yeah because like here's the thing like you'll read interviews with writers and um, they were always you know they're like they kept like these copious journals, and they were always writing these short stories and they won the sixth grade blue ribbon for whatever and that was so not me I did not um I did not put myself out there like that. I think I probably thought that that seemed like a lot of effort to write a story and but I've always been um drawn I love hearing what other people I love, like kind of um, like hearing about other people's stories. I could just sit and listen to the most boring person tell me their life story. And I would be so into that. I just, I think that's, I think people's, boring stories are so interesting, you know, which that doesn't mean our screenplay is boring, by the way.
0: Very-
1: <laughs> um, but I, I'm so drawn to other people's stories and how they interpret their own lives and stuff like that. And I think that's what the journalism part is. I mean, I like all that, like, finding out the behind-the-scenes stuff, if it's a, you know, a court story or... um even like city budget issues. I mean, some of that stuff's kind of interesting because it's behind the scenes, again, a glimpse at what the script is, you know? Um, And um, so I think maybe that's what I've always um, been drawn to. And then finally, as I got older, um, turned that, you know, on to myself and like, well, what is the behind the scenes of my life, you know? And, you know, having lived my life, you know, I always know the little, the things that I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed I ever did that. Or, um, or, you know, the fears I might've had or, um, or just, you know, the, the sort of struggles or whatever to kind of find my way. Um, and I think, um, those are the things that I've kind of grabbed onto, um, to write about, um, maybe all in service of this whole like secret script. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, so the, and the, the people that you, you know, you could sit and listen to people and, and their life story and it, it would be interesting for you. And you, you draw, do, do you feel like you, um, why is that? Like what, what are there aspects of their script, their life story that, um, prove to you there is no script that that matches your own that says okay well we're all a little odd and and here everyone that I meet or hear the story from I can kind of pick up on that and and identify with it and and that's interesting is that
1: yeah I mean I guess I don't know I just I don't know what it is I should think about that some um, and decide I just people just. You know, ha, like you know, even if they lived out a similar situation, their kind of interpretation of that, um, I find really interesting. Just how people might um might kind of think about um their lives or their um experiences or I don't know, even just watching people tell their story I find um I find kind of fascinating, which by the way, is I think why, um, you know, I've tried to write a little bit of fiction and obviously the screenplay that we wrote was fiction. Um, and you know, mercifully, my, um, writing partner is a fiction writer too, but I think I always for my own writing end up going back to, um, nonfiction. And I think, I don't know, I think that has something to do with this, um, This fascination with, like, real stories, but sort of, inter, uh, you know, interpreted in, by, you know, uh, real stories and how they are interpreted when they're, when they're sort of told.
0: Right, right. So you're, you're, so you both probably write well together because she takes the, the fiction aspect and maybe you take the, the nonfiction and and you mix it or. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. And. Yeah, apparently, yeah, exactly and it and it works well, you know. Um I'll think of the situation that I would kind of for you know, my own you know, personally would sort of hate to be in like kind of the most cringeworthy situation and and everything and then, you know, she can kind of make it actually work.
0: (laughs) So you're inspired by people's stories. And do you then take different aspects of what you hear and add it into uh, what you might write? Or do you add it into your creative endeavors? Or is it uh, more just a general interest?
1: Oh, oh, no, I tell I mean, I um, uh, no. I save it all on my you know, millions of notes everywhere and I think about it. It's like I remember it's, um, or I'll just file it away in my brain. Um, a different, um, just weird things. I'm like, I don't even, maybe I don't even know what I'm going to do with them, but it just, uh, like, like I'll, I, you know, I'll just remember things and I know I'm going to use them someday, you know, either in fiction or somehow that will, um, click for me in some other aspect and, and I'll have to write about it, you know, in relation to my own life or whatever in, in a nonfiction piece. But, um, but I'll file away what seem like the most kind of banal um, bits of information about people. And some of them like also weird and interesting to anybody kind of, but I'll, I'll just remember it. Like um, I saw this friend who I don't see very often and she was telling me about another friend of hers And I, um, I totally knew who she was talking about and she's like, oh, you don't know my friend. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. She's the one with the problem daughter. Right. And, and she's like, oh yeah. How'd you know that? Because she had just sort of mentioned it once in passing. Uh, and oh, I know another little party trick thing. And I think it all ties in is like, I remember where I've, um, like, I remember people, And I remember where I've seen them or a situation. So, um, like I can place people like that, like maybe they just work at Trader Joe's or something, or they worked at Trader Joe's five years ago. I can still like remember that. And so I don't know. I don't know. My brain files away this kind of stuff for whatever reason, (laughs)
0: Right. So you take inspiration from those moments, and every bit of it feeds that in some way. And you may not be able to uh, identify right off why it's interesting or why you're picking up on it, but later it ties into a moment that you might create. You know, in a in a article or or a story, right? It, exactly. I yeah. I
1: think so. And like I'm just very you know, so so like I I don't know how I could ever write um like uh science fiction or something that would um you know not be grounded in complete and total you know reality, i guess I think i'm I might be very literal or something, I don't know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh it's that yeah behind the scenes script,
1: yeah, I think so, I don't know,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: no, I... being creative is. So much work. <laughs> it is so much work. You know, it's not, you know, it, it's not waking up and writing it all down. It is just, it is just work.
0: But right, you know, you're, what you're, else are you going to do? Right. You're doing it. Whether you're creating or not, your your mind is actively pursuing ideas uh, that you then use later. So you're awake, you're creating. Yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. Right. Well, what a, great, um, what a great show or program, I guess, a podcast that you have, though. Um, yeah. I think this is the kind of stuff, again, liking the peak behind the scenes, what's the real script here? It's the kind of stuff that I and I think a lot of other people who do creative work love to know about, um, to know that we're all kind of struggling and, and to get tips. I mean, it sounds weird, but... Totally getting other people's tips, you know, figuring out a way to do it better.
0: Yeah, definitely. And everybody has, uh, yeah, everybody's got their different tips uh, yeah. and tricks, and it, it's borrowing from each other, um, exactly. and uh, that's okay. Yeah. Why not, right?
1: Oh yeah, if it's working, <laughs> I'll try it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> concludes our podcast here with Creative Habits. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned next week when we continue the exploration of Creative Habits.